Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, B-R-U-E-S-E-K-E, and Mike Kepler, K-A-P-L-E-R. And there's your spelling lesson for the week. Don't know why I did that, but I've been to, I've had some medical stuff issues in the last year and I have to every time I go to a play you know sometimes like I have to pick up something from the pharmacy or whatever I gotta spell my last name every single time um hi uh, oh it's for Joel Brzezicki B-R- and I just automatically spell it because people why why do you just say Brzezicki what's that so yeah yeah you you would have it that would be a challenge you, you would have to do that every time I I get that usually with me uh, at the, the, the doctor's office or whatever, for example, as you said, uh, I'll, I'll say my name and, and I'll often say with a K. Oh, Kepler know, with a K. In case they're looking alphabetically. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I'm looking at something here. Uh-oh. 19 years. We haven't talked about this. We don't have to either, but we, um, 20, so this week will mark. 19 years of the Growing in Grace podcast. Incredible. Yeah, can you believe it? I never <laughs> never would have imagined us getting past one year, never mind 19 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, well, yeah, the, we I mean we had no idea. We 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 didn't picture this. No. And we it, didn't. <laughs> it just kind of evolved into what it is. Um but it's just so interesting how I know you were encouraged by somebody to consider doing um, what is now called a podcast. I don't even think we maybe had even heard that word back then. Right. Uh, they were going to do this, you know, because the Internet was still kind of fresh in, in many ways for, for a lot of us. Uh, I mean, for most of us, really, the, the Internet became a thing or started to become a thing in, in the mid-90s, right? And Windows 95, would that be about right? Yeah, yeah, Windows 95, that era. I mean, for a lot of us, anyway. I, I mean, that's when it really started to explode. I know there were computers and stuff around before that, but uh, because I used to watch the old Batman TV show, and, and they had a big computer filled up the whole room, so I know about computers. But <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't know we could do what we're doing now. And and so when you were invited to come on to this uh, platform that somebody was trying to launch, they called it um, like some sort of internet internet radio. Internet right? radio, yeah. Yeah, internet radio where they're going to have different people with different programs and different time slots. And uh, so you asked if I wanted to do it with you. And that that's that's something that we don't have to get into in detail here, but that's just kind of how the whole thing started. And we just started talking and, um, we've mentioned this before. One of us would be on the telephone. The other would be doing a recording or I guess we'd sometimes both be on the telephone, right? Yeah. At certain certain points, I think generally speaking, I think, um, you would be, I think it started, you were at the radio station and I would call in from home. (laughs) And then when you were done at the radio station, I was there for a few more weeks and we did it with me up there and you calling in. And then I think I, I think I got a microphone 
and maybe you called me. It might have been phone to phone for a while. I can't remember. But then it eventually we began to make use of the various Yahoo <laughs> Yahoo Messenger. Remember? Yeah, that's doing where we started. That? I think yep. with that with that idea, and then it it went from different ones and yeah. And so, yeah, it's just incredible, Joel. I, I don't know. Maybe we can go another year, you think? Try and make 20 out of it? <laughs> I think people will say you can't be almost to 20 and not make it to 20. And then um, there are other people who would say, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop what you're doing. So we'll don't stop till you get enough. Uh, so we, we'll see. We've had people write us recently and, and beg us not to stop. Right. And, and they weren't. I mean, the, you you could feel the passion when they were saying it because of the other things they said with that. Yeah, and I, so I think this is, the, the thing about this is that what this podcast is about, what what it has evolved into, it, it and really, the, the purpose is is essentially the same as, it, as it's always been. We're just two guys who are talking, and, and we want to encourage people in the gospel I mean, when it comes down to the the roots of it, it's it's about the gospel, the good news. Uh, we talked last week about the righteousness of God that's been given freely as a gift. So we talk about things like that. And as we've done this for the last 19 years, uh, we've talked about a lot of things that you and I, Kat, we have grown in ourselves. We've had growth in our own lives uh, as far as our understanding of the gospel, as far as our understanding of different things that are written in the in the pages of the the Bible, and in our um, daily how it affects our daily lives, our daily living, uh, we've been you know it's see this isn't just doctrine. We're not just trying to talk about doctrine. You know there is a lot of doctrine that we talk about, but it's not really that's not really how we think about things. We don't think about things doctrinally. We just we think about things how they relate to everyday life and, and, and the truth of the gospel. And so we've grown in all those things. And as you, the listener, are listening in to our conversation, we've definitely received a lot of, you know, people, we've heard from a lot of people over the years who have been greatly affected by what we talk about. And that's what it is. It's just a conversation. Again, we're not trying to um, prove anything to anyone we're not trying to say hey we're right and everybody else is wrong if you don't agree with us you know it's not that kind of thing it's just like we started saying years ago it's a casual conversation between two friends we've known each other for around 30 years now and our relationship has evolved in that way back in those radio station days you had been visiting a certain church where this message was being taught and it resonated with you you were sharing it with me and you began sharing it with me, and it resonated with me. And uh, we had some really good conversations up there at the radio station. And then, yeah, this thing started, and it's just evolved from there as far as a continuing weekly thing where, again, like I said, getting back to the roots of it, it's encouraging people in the gospel, the good news, you know, the righteousness of God given as a gift, and, and all that we have in him, and what we've experienced because of him. Yeah, grace versus trying to earn God's favor, which is kind of what we were talking about last week. Uh, I know for some people, especially if they've been listening to us for a while or they've been walking in grace for a while, they, they might feel like these are the ABCs of the gospel. But guess what? 
Um, you know, some people think, oh, I just, I want deeper teaching. I, I want more meat. <laughs> and well, I'm on, I'm with you on the meat thing. And <laughs> 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 yeah, that's another story. Um, we, uh, we, we've tried to stay focused on, on this, this big difference because both of us and most people, I think, have been largely given information that isn't accurate when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is so much often based upon, you know, you, you walk into the church system, whatever building it may be, whatever name is on the outside of the church, quite frequently the, the concept is, you're identified as a sinner. You, you as believers, you're still sinners. Uh, you're bad. We're going to focus on this, and you're going to try and do things to make yourself better. And that's just coming at it from the wrong direction. It's, it's misunderstood. We've been misidentified in that way. Uh, yes, we're saved by grace, but we're no longer considered as sinners. We're considered saints, holy, righteous people who have been forgiven. Um, and, and there's plenty of other identifiers we could throw out there, but that, that's, that's the whole point here. So, you know, people, people get stuck in that or they think if they aren't doing certain things correctly or they're doing too many of the wrong things, they kind of need to clean their slate again somehow, whatever that takes from the, the church business uh, to, to get there. Clean your slate again, start over again, try harder again, and see if you can't reach whatever place or plateau that you think you're aiming for. <laughs> right. if, if that's the case, then I, I guess a Savior isn't really needed, right? I mean, is he yeah. a Savior? Is Jesus really a Savior, or, or is he not? Um, is, is, it, is it up to us? And and so that's what we were talking about a little bit last week. We'll we'll continue on here. But yeah, I'm glad you caught that. 19 years. Wow. Yeah, I just hadn't been thinking about it. In past years, I've always thought about that that it's coming up on our anniversary, and then I think I guess we've been doing it so long that it just doesn't phase me like it used to. But it's it's still a, a pretty cool milestone uh, to be at 19 years and and almost to 20. So and yeah, we'll see where uh, this podcast goes. But I like what you said there about is is he a savior? Or not. I mean, just think of a real simple illustration. Somebody is in a lake or river and they can't swim. Maybe they've fallen off a boat or something and someone throws uh, the lifesaver to them. But it's the person, the person is saving them because they can't save themselves. But imagine that, per, you know, and I've, I've heard this, the more a person fights to try to grab a hold of the life of the the lifesaver the more they try to fight to grab a hold of it if they can't swim if they don't know what they're doing the more that they start to drown and i think we try to save ourselves by doing these by doing 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 and that's a big contrast from he is the savior he's the one who saves us and like you say if it's up to us in any way you know what kind of savior is that he's just <laughs> it's just it's just like it's like him standing there in the boat, watching you drown and saying, okay, now come to me, come to me. Uh, um, but I'm not going to do anything. It's up to you. <laughs> and it's like, that's not a savior. A person who saves will actually get into action to do the thing. And he, and he did everything that was necessary for our salvation. He did everything that was necessary to save us. And so he justified us. God, who justifies the ungodly. <laughs> that's Paul said that God justifies the ungodly. He makes the ungodly right. He's the one who does it. We don't do it. The ungodly, we can't do it. That's kind of the point, is that if we're ungodly, 
there's nothing that we can do to make ourselves godly. And so he did it. God justifies the ungodly, Paul said. And so that's it's really all about what he has done. And the thing about that is that what he has done on our behalf is something the law could never do, you know, pursuing the law. And even something that if, you know, if you go to a church and, and like you were saying, they'll just, you'll go to a church, they'll preach sermons, you're a sinner, you're unrighteous, you're unholy. And so you need... Yeah, they, they focus on they focus on the badness of a person. Right. They focus on what's wrong with a person, what they think, what they consider is wrong with a person, the badness of a person, instead of focusing on the truth of the righteousness that we've received, again, by faith. And when they do that, then, uh, then uh, that's when a person is trying to do all these things to get right with God, when God has already done that. He, he's already done it on, on our behalf. He did it on our behalf because we couldn't do it. And so that's the thing we need to let go of. Again, I know it, it's good to change behavior. It's good to have, you know, if you're in a place where things are unhealthy or or hurting yourself or, or others, it's always good to change those things, but that's not the gospel. In fact, the gospel is when you have this realization, this understanding that in Christ, he's made you righteous, he's made you good, he's made you all these things. You can live from, you can begin to live from that point. It's not automatic. You don't just all of a sudden, oh, I'm righteous, now I'm just going to live righteously. It's nothing like that. you got a lifetime. But the good news is that you can trust in what he has done on your behalf instead of trying to do it uh, all by yourself. It changes everything. I mean, when, when you can come at it from that perspective, knowing that you're the righteousness of God in him, that it was gifted to you, uh, that you're in a good place with him because it's not based upon works. I mean, that, that will just take everything. Like you said, Joel, it doesn't mean that you're going to do everything, do everything perfectly, but it, it just puts you in a different place, a whole different perspective, knowing that there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or to love you less. It's, it's an incredible place to be. Uh, Paul wrote to Titus, and, and he said this, when the, when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, really referring to Christ here, when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, uh, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So it's not by works which we have done, uh, but it's because we've become heirs. We, we haven't earned it. We've inherited this this hope, this eternal life, this salvation, this righteousness, this justification. It's such good news. And so when we hear something that doesn't really seem like good news or it kind of leaves you wondering where I stand with God now, I, do I need to go up to the front and pray a prayer? Do I need to unload all of my confessions onto somebody of what I've done wrong as we were just talking about? That's not where the focus is, is supposed to be. The blood of Jesus was shed one time and, and it was sufficient. It, it got the job done. As you said, Joel, uh, Romans 8, whatever works people were pursuing through the law or anything else for that matter, any any set of rules or church doctrines or whatever, whatever lifestyle attempts you were making to try and get right with God, it fell short. It, it couldn't get the job done. So 
this is the good news of, of the gospel of grace. And, and we get to walk in this now and, and share this w- with other people, that it's, it's not up to us. And we know deep down inside, we, we could never quite get there anyway. And that's the other thing about this. When you hear works folks <laughs> talking about losing your salvation or some such thing, they will never, ever tell you precisely, specifically what is required to get to that place through what you do. They, they, it's all very vague, even if they do have a list of over a thousand rules and regulations, <laughs> which nobody could ever live up to. They can't specifically tell you when you're cut off and when you're in. And I, I think that's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, that, that's like a fable. It's, it's just a fable to, to think that you can do something to make yourself right with God. Yeah, and then there's a very, very simple fix for that. Um, whatever you hear or think um, that has to do with anything that you have to do, whether it's a work, whether it's good deeds, whether it's baptism, whether it's anything that is taught that you have to do, you have to do something in order to be right with God, you can know for certain that that's wrong. That's not the gospel. It's either what you do, anything that you do, or it's trust in what Jesus did and the fact that by faith he has justified you. So the very simple solution in my mind is that, um, again, if it has to do with any work that you can do, that's not the gospel. That's the fable. But if it has to do with you receiving the gift of righteousness simply by faith, that's the gospel. And next week, you know, even though we talk and people will say that salvation is a gift, but still they will add works to it. A lot of people add works to it, especially in what they call sanctification. They'll talk about salvation being a gift that we receive immediately, but then sanctification is a gradual, progressive process uh, that we have to do. It's about our works and what we do. So we'll talk about that coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.